0: surviving lockdown an essential business podcast from mark rise voiceovers hello thanks for listening after 16 years of tweeting about dog poo bins and potholes in the public sector rob jefferson joined the big bag commercial world of napton wright last year as director of marketing Occasionally mistaken for Chris Martin of Coldplay, Rob now heads up client campaigns, technical projects and operations at KW alongside co-founders Alex and Louise Wright, respectively a former Facebook staffer and a potato farmer. Rob joins me now from their base in North Lincolnshire. Hi, Rob. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, pleasure. Firstly, on a personal level, did you and the family manage to stay positive during lockdown?
1: Yeah, it it was an interesting challenge. Um, I've got a oh we've got a, a one year old and a three year old, so um, and we both work, um, uh, well both both working parents. So we we pretty much had to you know sort of switch operations from from work mode to to looking after the ch- the children um, on a more full time basis. So uh, you know it, it certainly threw up a few challenges, but um, you know it was lovely to spend that extra time with them and to sort of see them grow because obviously there's a, a time in their life where they are you know they're growing and developing every day. So it's some quite precious time. And I I hope we'll look back fondly, actually, on that time and and, and recognise that it was a a wonderful experience. Well, let's talk
0: business. Can you tell me a bit about Napton Wright pre-March 2020 and the kind of work you were doing, the kind of
1: clients that you were dealing with? Yeah, sure. We're we're, we're an agency, a creative marketing agency based in North Lincolnshire that... um, uh, has really been in existence for about five or six years now, and, and it's sort of grown from being a, a social media marketing agency back in the day when when Alex and, and Louise first set it up, to becoming you know we, we don't describe ourselves as a full service agency, but we offer a full service uh, through partnerships with uh, associates and and freelancers to to you know offer the the sort of services that that our clients require. So um, predominantly we, you know we work on a, a retainer model basis uh, where we have retained clients that we we work. with on a monthly basis uh some of that is also project work and some of that some of that is uh, consultancy and, and strategy work to help other businesses grow and sort of provide our expertise to them so COVID nineteen hit. How did you
0: have to adapt your own business before we talk about what you did for others?
1: Yeah, uh, we, obviously we we were keeping an eye on the news as, as most people were, I guess, around that time. And um, quite early on prior to lockdown, we carried out a, a risk assessment to sort of see you know which clients we thought might be um, affected most by by a lockdown and by COVID, and and therefore what what might impact upon us as well. And, and actually, our predictions were, were, were pretty much bang on. Um, and you know we. We we unfortunately had to to pause spending from some of them and some of them, you know, we just had to part part company with because their businesses had to shut down. But, you know, I think the the strength of the business is that we we have quite a diverse range of clients um, from different sectors. So, you know, all our sort of eggs weren't in one particular basket like the, you know, the leisure industry, which has has been hit badly. Um, So thankfully, you know, we although we did take a bit of a hit, um, you know, we had a a diverse enough portfolio to, to keep us going.
0: So, marketing for others and marketing for yourselves in these times can be radically different.
1: How did you market yourselves at Napton Wright during this time? A lot of it came down to um, realizing that people were often stepping back and had a little bit more time on their hands because traditional work sort of fell fell to the wayside. So we actually took part in quite a lot of webinars. Um, we've got some good connections with business organizations such as the Business Hive in Grimsby. Um, and we, we would often, Alex and I would would take part in a, a fortnightly webinar where we sort of shared some of our expertise with other businesses. And, and you know, I think that, that sort of allowed us to keep our name fresh in people's minds um, but also you know we were giving away some of the value that we maybe traditionally would have charged for um, just to sort of keep uh, our, our visibility out there really and and you know it's something we've even advised to, to our own clients just to sort of say look the, now's the time for sharing now's the time for supporting and being kind and helping each other out because it is a tricky time um, and, and actually some of the things which we maybe traditionally did we, we have to maybe give away a bit more. What's your take on great social media marketing i I think there's an interesting balance and emphasis or maybe a disproportionate balance around the amount of effort that goes into organic social media marketing you know you you often see a lot of effort going into there for, for very little return the majority of, of social media marketing that, that we lead, lead on and advise clients on it is more the paid side of things. And I think when you have a paid strategy, that that helps you really focus on what it is you're trying to achieve, because ultimately, you know, you've got skin in the game. You, you're trying to uh, achieve something clear and, and obvious, such as a sale or a lead or whatever it might be that the objective is for the organization through that that effort, whereas, you know, social media from an organic perspective where it's, you know, it's effectively free and inverted commas where you're putting status updates out there and and content. You know, that's where you've got to see it as a more of a brand building exercise. And there's some great examples out there of of how to do that. Um, You know, I previously worked for Doncaster Council and um, the council sort of through its uh, social media strategy became really quite renowned for its approach with, with organic social media and being a bit different and standing out from the crowd. Is
0: there anything that people genuinely shouldn't be doing in their social media marketing?
1: Yeah, I, I think for me, um, you know, it's a common sort of misconception, really, that um, social media should be used as a, as a broadcast tool. Um, you know, the clues in the title, it's social media, it's about being social and, and having conversations and, and you know, encouraging discussion and that kind of thing. To use it as a, as a platform for sell, sell, sell all the time, isn't really going to get you very far. And certainly in terms of like begging or, you know, trying to desperately get um, leads or, or, or generate sales through there, it's just not going to work. People go, on there uh, for, for for content that their friends and family predominantly share.
0: Although understandable in these times where people are feeling genuinely desperate in some cases.
1: Yes um, but I think the, it, there's still that kind of softly, softly approach in terms of a bit of an 80-20 rule really where you know and I think probably Innocent are a, a good example, Innocent Smoothies where you know maybe 80% of their posts uh, are nothing to do with the fact that they sell smoothies um, it's more just sort of commentary on, on uh, popular culture and um, humour and all the rest of it, whereas maybe 20% of what they do is actually directly trying to sell, um, you know, their, their their product. Surviving Lockdown. Remember, if you're a
0: business owner and you'd like to be featured on Surviving Lockdown, just email voiceover at markrise.com. So, Rob, what's your view on schools heading back in September? Too early? Too late? What's
1: your thought? It's interesting, I've got quite a few uh, friends who are teachers and I've had this discussion quite often with them and um, it's it's a bit of a mixed response. I I think clearly there's a huge need to try and get as many people back to work and get the economy running again and for people certainly my age, um, you know, with children, um, uh, that relies upon having the support and the childcare there and of which the schools, you know, obviously have a, a huge part to play in that and I, I think it's important that the children do go back um, so long as it's safe for them to do so. But at the same time, you know, I'm hearing some good stories of, of schools where they are putting in place measures such as, you know, the children only staying in one classroom, but actually the teachers move around the the the, the school itself, which I think is a, a very sensible idea because it must reduce the the risk there. Um, but, you know, I think it really remains to, to be seen what happens come September in terms of, the, the spikes that we're seeing in, in areas such as, as, as Leicester and, and sort of in, in West Yorkshire and what have you and, and kind of the impact that that has but but certainly for me you know getting schools back up and running and, and children in there is, is certainly a bigger priority than, than maybe some of the other sectors in, in, in the country so for me I think it's, it needs to happen but it needs to happen safely.
0: I want you to put your crystal ball uh, out on the table, if you would. Are you confident that business will pick up to the same level or more by the end of this year, or is that wildly out?
1: Probably there's there's a big unknown to come, and that's what what happens with business um, sort of post-furlough. Um, you know, we've already seen a, a lot of larger businesses suffer horrendous job losses and, um, you know, I think once the, the furlough payments come to an end, that's going to be a very tricky time for the country. Um, but, you know, I think certainly in terms of the businesses that we've we've worked with, we've seen um, that drive and determination to get up and running as quickly as possible in, in, in obviously a safe way. So, I, you know, glass um, half full, I, I hope that we will see the economy bounce back pretty quickly Um, I think certain sectors will bounce back quicker than others but uh, you know I think it's just that kind of unknown uh, when you know the furlough payments do do get uh, taken away as to what will happen next.
0: I'm hearing some positivity there which is good so would you give any kind of golden tip to other businesses struggling at the moment?
1: I think there's opportunities certainly to to really reevaluate your own business and uh, go through exercise to to make yourself more lean and sort of refine your processes and experiment with automation and and new tools and that kind of thing. Um, There's, you know, certainly a lot of support available from central government in terms of grant funding and um, we've certainly seen our clients, uh, you know, approach us and say, look, we've, we've got some of this money, we want to explore new marketing opportunities because, you know, there's a real temptation I think for businesses to, when when times are hard and recessions kick in, to you know cut your marketing spend. But what we are seeing that those businesses that do either maintain or even increase, um, you know, it's actually helping them to, to to gain that market share and that that share of voice. Um, because you know, if you if you cut your marketing spend, your leads are going to dry up, and it's only going to harm your business. So now's the time really to sort of keep headstrong and and, and really maintain your marketing spend and and keep getting your name out there. You know, and that's that's certainly where things like uh you know the web webinars and and keeping that brand awareness up is so vitally important because when people are ready to spend and when people are ready to come back to businesses you want your business and your name to be the one that's top of mind when people are wanting to spend again so that brand awareness and that marketing is still vitally important and i would say that because obviously i'm a i'm a director of a marketing agency but 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 i genuinely believe that you know i think that's something that's uh, that needs to happen
0: Yes, keep your name in top of mind, absolutely. Rob, thank you very much indeed for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for, for having me. You can contact Rob through the website. It's www.naptonwright.co.uk. Surviving Lockdown. Surviving Lockdown is produced and presented by Mark Rise, a multi-award-winning voiceover artist and TV presenter for more than 30 years. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or are interested in voiceover for your business video, e-learning or telephone system, simply email voiceover at markrise.com. Surviving Lockdown.